So we 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 finally we finally did it. We we've been trying to figure this out huh? over the last couple yes. of months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, it's always complicated get, in uh, Europe or Asia because of the time, right? Yeah, uh, see. <laughs> but uh, yeah. is is nine in the morning good for you, or would you be a long yeah, sleeper? Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, okay. No, this time is just just perfect for me. Okay, and my morning <laughs> coffee. How are you in Switzerland? Uh, um, you mean how I am, or how? Um, yeah. Uh, what time we have three? No, I, I'm fine. I, I'm just in the. I have the last show today for a theater production I'm in, mm -hmm. and cool. for the last uh, three weeks, we, yeah, we always either had shows or worked until ten, eleven in the evening, and I'm really looking forward to have uh, free evenings again. <laughs> nice. And, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, it was. I was very pleased to discover you uh, on Instagram a couple of months ago. I had a hard time, like, to put you in a box. Like, are, are you a band? Would you consider yourself a band, or because you 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 play with so many, you collaborate right with so many artists. So UFO, uh, yeah. First of all, I, I want to. So UFO, is it because of UFOs or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. A, I mean, actually, the two questions you asked are linked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, okay. Um, we're not really a band. I, I would. I mean, yes, we're a band, but mainly something like an openly structured band or a collective. Yeah, an open band. And a then, yes, uh, yeah. I mean, we we call ourselves an openly structured band. Mm -hmm. And uh, from time to, I don't know, somewhere in the beginning, we started. I think 2011. Uh, the, the name uh, UFO um, mm -hmm. appeared, yeah, and it would be linked to unidentified fly, flying object. And it's yeah. not a really good um, name for a band. You know, it's not something, it's not a name that we like. And from time to yeah. time, uh, we talk about uh, the name and if we should uh, change it. And then we always realize that it's the, the ideal name for um, this kind of format. Since mm -hmm. um, the idea is not that you should identify with a band, you know, with specific members, but yeah, um, that it's really an undefined open thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, since UFO is a very open and not uh, such a catchy name, sure, and um, we always come to the end that it's just perfect for what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's part of what is changing in the. In the music world, like like everything is different now. No? So it's interesting to mm -hmm. see this approach of it's not really a band, but it is a band, and it has this name that if you type in on Google, if you type UFO on Google, thousands of things will come, <laughs> except maybe for a band, right? So, uh, but but here's the thing. So how how do you? So how has collaborating with so many artists, musicians? How has this all impacted in your in your creative process as a band? How is it creative? Um, I mean, it's the main thing. We're also not, you know, um, looking for a specific aesthetic identity, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But rather, you know, there's a core band, so uh, three members, um, mm -hmm. Michael, um, Robert, and I. Yeah. And we, of course, we have some specific, uh, we have some aesthetic preferences, but we try 
to put them somehow in the background mm -hmm. when we work with somebody and um, try to see what happens when when uh, um, uh, an external influence comes in and um, turns mm -hmm. the whole thing around. So actually, it's really the main, these external impulses are the main thing. And we try to be as open as possible to to work with them and not uh, too much try to project something. So I, I guess yeah. identification and projection are some keywords probably, and mm -hmm. it's something we don't want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which maybe a, a, a conventional band would rather relate to because they they would probably look for a um, for a clear um, identity and. Uh, but that's really not what we're looking for. And yeah. also aesthetic wise, where it's always changing and it depends really on whom we're playing with, in what format, you know, if it's produced music, if it's done live, yeah. it's, um, we cannot define it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's probably hard to like, because I was wondering like if you could, walk us through the process of putting together a song or a live performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what's that it, process like? like? Yeah, it's, it's very different. I can, I can try to do it um, chronologically over the last 10 years, how it yeah. evolved. Mm -hmm. and for example, in the beginning, we, we kind of had a, a pool of musicians mm -hmm. um, who knew more or less the same... Um, we had some semi songs, you know, like openly structured songs, and we had a pool of like six musicians, and they all knew them more or less. And mm -hmm. we would play um, free improvisation concerts. And whenever uh, somebody um, started to play around with one of the ideas, we all knew the others could join. So um, it always um, oscillated between uh, songs and free improv. And then uh, this was in the context, of, um, this is also dealt with in, in the first record we released. It, um, mm -hmm. We um, did it like that. And then we felt, okay, it feels too narrow. We want to be more free. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we, we played for some years um, complete free improv only. And we played a lot of concerts with a concert series uh, that we founded, which is called Schlägerei mit anschließender Diskussion, which yeah. would mean something like uh, fight with with uh, discussion <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, that's so, a very and, nice, that's a very cool name. Yeah. <laughs> and the the thing is, we, we, we at the beginning we we thought we would um, rather play against each other than with each other <laughs> because. <laughs> After doing some years of free improv, we, we realized that it can become very cozy. You know that you that um, you play with uh, new people, and everybody's trying uh, to look for a way how to feel as cozy as possible. Yeah, and, and uh, in the most negative uh, way, this would mean that you wouldn't listen to each other anymore, but rather um, try to yeah to feel too cozy and not have open ears. So we put in this concept concept of playing against each other. And, um, and I mean, the, the ironic thing is that um, it's the same as playing with, with each other 
um, if you do it attentively. Because if you play, if you <laughs> uh, if you play against somebody, it just means that you have to be very attentive what the others are doing, mm-hmm. and then and react very um, very strongly on impulses and. So you have to be attentive, and if you play with each other, you're also attentive. But but nevertheless, the first um, few concerts we did it, it, it had a completely different. Um, uh, it felt different, and uh, to play, you know what I mean. To, to rather use yeah. this narrative, yeah, and and then yeah, we did uh, free improv from uh, quite some years mainly. And then we thought it would be nice to play on um, stages again because, um, you know, with monitoring and uh, PA and all this, because with free improv, that's not really possible because you have to share the same um, room with all people listening somehow. So that means um, we would rather put um, speakers behind us in order to to be in the same, you know, really in the same acoustic room mm-hmm. yeah because you cannot you're not playing a fixed structure and um, so monitoring was not working for us when we were doing free improv and that meant that we couldn't play on bigger stages anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this was one of the reasons why we wanted to do um, songs again yeah and so now we're uh, in the middle of this um, of the the project we're releasing um, songs and records with where uh, it is really our goal to write songs whatever that means but mainly it means um, that um, shorter shorter um, time periods <laughs> because before we would rather do uh, 40 minute uh, songs if you want to call it song and now it's rather three or four minutes which is yeah. a nice challenge <laughs> yeah <laughs> right sounds yeah because i i guess and that's also something that i was thinking about i guess th- there are some challenges of of being this sort of experimental group and how to overcome them like balance your your artistic vision with the vision of other musicians or directors in your case because you are you're in theater involved also right mm-hmm. in theater production uh-huh so how so how, how do you balance that uh that part of the uh, artistic performance with the vision of other people. Yeah, that, it's it's not as, as easy as you would think because yeah. in the end, I feel that this uh, thing with identification seems to be important to much more people than I thought. And then you, you yeah. know that um, in the end, uh, uh, there are lots of musicians who nevertheless want to... Um, clearly um, hmm, identify with something or, or to have a specific mm-hmm. spot to cover. And it, that's not always that easy to um, find people who 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 uh, give you, who want to give their full energy <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a short moment, if you want. You know, it, it's not a, because these collaborations are normally very short compared to... Um, how uh, bands evolve uh, over the years, yeah. and uh, yeah, and we just have to find. We're constantly looking for different ways um, how that is possible with uh, which kind of 
musicians because they are the ones who who love it when it's as free as possible and then at others we send almost finished songs and then they um, they feel much more comfortable when they can just put one small thing on top and uh, so we try to prepare different uh, or, or we, we always have different propositions or structures um, ready that we can propose at different people and then they can choose with what they want to identify. If it's rather something like that it really is song-like, you know, with the chorus and the verse, or if mm-hmm. it's uh, rather related to states, I don't know if you can say, you know, if, um, yeah, if it's more um, of a, if the gesture is staying the same and um, you know what I try yeah. what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> yeah, and, yeah yeah I mean normally we propose different um, different approaches and then uh, the people we're working with can uh, choose how to um, uh, what yeah what to interact with. Mm-hmm. Cool. And like yeah. that, it somehow is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can imagine how it was. And, and there, I suppose, from so many performances, there must be also some uh, particularly memorable moments. Performance. Can Can you tell us about a particularly uh, <laughs> memorable performance, experience, concert? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that you yeah. can think of. Yeah, yeah, I can. I mean, the, the interesting thing is that um, I guess uh, really a key experience for us uh, was a concert maybe six, um, six, seven years ago that went really wrong. It was a free okay. improv concert. We we weren't able to, you know, it was on a on a, a, a bigger stage with monitoring, <laughs> and we were doing right. free improv and. Uh, it would sound bad. We didn't hear each other. Oh, and at yeah. some point, I decided that I don't want to play anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which was a real asocial a, a thing. Yeah, um, you know, I, st- I, I stayed, but but I couldn't. I, I stayed on <laughs> stage, but I didn't play anymore. Yeah, and and the others uh, were left to themselves. And then afterwards, we talked the whole night about uh, this concert and um, <laughs> how memorable uh, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was really memorable. And we, we found out a lot about, um, you know, w- what, how really to communicate uh, mm-hmm. amongst, each other, amongst each other and with an audience, especially if you're doing free, free improv, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it really was a bad concert. I mean, it, it was um, music aesthetic wise. Yes, it was, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. it, it was a, strong social experience somehow because mm-hmm. from the outside you could also see that we didn't feel well and that we couldn't really interact and i mean that's that was also a really active um thing somehow not mm-hmm. just not on, a, on an aesthetic level but rather on a social level and from then on i think we we started to have a consciousness for um in what sense a, a concert is a mainly a social happening and not an aesthetic happening or, mm-hmm. or, or how it is related that the, the, I mean, it was just very helpful to, to have this, uh, experience, this really, That's really true. bad concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like when things go wrong sometimes. Yeah. It has yes. to it. 
and it, it, it's I mean it's worth it's also worth <laughs> it um, because when things go well they go really well <laughs> you know and, and yeah also if it's if it's one out of three concerts that goes really well because there's the possibility that it could go wrong it's um it's already a lot <laughs> somehow I think yeah <laughs> so uh Let's get into the geeky part of the podcast. I, I also love to talk about, you know, the specific type of gear, software, instrumentation that you use. Can, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, some of the key yeah. uh, software or uh, synthesizers, pieces of gear that you use mm -hmm. to, to, to produce your music, to make the music? Yeah. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of self-built instruments. Uh-huh. Self-built instruments. Can, can you tell us a little bit yeah, more lots about of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we just use very raw material like um, uh -huh. rubber bands or um, okay. wood uh, pieces of wood, pieces of metal, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, different kinds of um, things you would probably normally use in a kitchen, <laughs> and okay. um, and then. Uh, and then uh, record and or amplify it with different kind of microphones, you know, from contact mm -hmm. microphones to electromagnetic pickup microphones to underwater microphones. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of um, experimentation on that side and with uh -huh. really raw with stuff. Microphones, right? Raw stuff and microphones. Different yeah. Type. And the micro, yeah, and you know, and use the microphones as instruments themselves, and not as a mm -hmm. thing that documents um, something, but rather that really in, is part of the instrument. I guess mm -hmm. that that's quite a, a key thing for us. That, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, and then of course there um, there are drum sets, or I I work a lot with my Prophet Eight, which I really like. You have a prophet. Um, I have a prophet, and um, uh, what would be key gear? I don't know. Robert, who's part of the core ensemble, plays a lot of clarinet at the moment. But he can—he's uh -huh. not a trained clar a clarinet player, but he can uh, imitate very well <laughs> trained uh, trained clarinet players, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I don't. I, I, I guess it's um, the the whole um, self build and uh, thing and using different kind of microphones is really a key thing. And then uh, I mean I, I don't know. It, and then software wise, it depends always a little on this um, on in which step of the production process we, we are. At the end, there would be sequence wise, there would be. Pro Tools, Live, and mm -hmm. Reaper for the three of us because um, each one of us works with a different sequence. <laughs> so that's sometimes uh, difficult to... But but that's also um, an advantage that you, when you transfer stuff, you, you, yeah. send, um, you send finalized audio files and you don't send the whole sessions with all the effects and then everybody starts to play again with effects, but you really have to decide um, before you send it to somebody else because they will work with a different sequencer. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a good thing. And during the process, uh, we also use Max MSP and Pure Data a lot because mm -hmm. um, 
there's also a lot of um, algorithmic composition in what we're doing. So especially life, it's often not linear. It's rather um, um, conceptual. And then it's, yeah. it makes sense to work with a, with a program that is not time-based. Yeah. Yeah. With software that is not time-based. Yeah. yeah. There is a there is a picture of you on on your web page, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are at a like a like a children's uh, room <laughs> with tons of toys. Are those yes. the things you use to make sounds too? Like a lot of wood, right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the picture more detailed, you will see that um, the things children would play with. And yeah. the instruments are uh, are mixed, so there are uh, lots of instruments lying around yeah. between um, that that we put there and other things that would, or, or, yeah. But it, it's really um, fluent um, transformation between uh, yeah. <laughs> also concerning the attitude um, that you play with yeah. something in a in a childish way and uh, start yeah. to be an expert, and then you change again. So I, I guess that's. Um, yeah, it's quite linked concerning yeah. the attitude and also concerning the material, and yeah, <laughs> materials. Lo- lots of lots of wood, right? Lots uh, of wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Wood uh, resonates really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that that's something I'm I'm trying to like find an answer to that. Like like I. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about okay, so what what's the sound of the future now? Is there anything else we can discover now? Uh, is artificial intelligence gonna help us develop new sounds and things? What what do you see as as the future of, let's say, ele- electronic music or modern music, popular music, whatever? How 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 do you hope to contribute to this evolution? Like I'm always wondering, so uh, is there gonna be like the next big thing? Like like hip hop was a revolution in the '80s, right? Or, or things like that. Electronic music mm-hmm. started, or ca- can we reinvent the wheel? Or is not possible anymore because mm-hmm. there are no no more sounds or whatever. So, <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I guess I mean the thing. Uh, I feel that um, looking for new sounds. Yeah. It's not the interesting question because uh-huh. uh, I don't know. I, I come out of a um, of a context of um, institutionalized music, you know, contemporary yeah. classical music, and mm-hmm. it really gets on my nerves. Uh, all these pieces who uh, the, uh, and the composers always say, "Yeah, we try to find new sounds," but th- that's yeah. not. I think it was never the interesting thing because. Um, the, 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 there are always, um, you know, if you're working in a, with acoustic instruments already, there's always I- infinite possibilities of sounds that happen by themselves. You do, do not have to force it on, on the instruments. It just happens. And for example, mm-hmm. in uh, re- Renaissance music, mm-hmm. uh, in Western re- Renaissance music, that, that was much more obvious because the, the instruments would be much more noisy and uh, much more experimentally built than um, than uh, the classical um, instruments that uh, followed them. So I feel that there was much more um, that they already knew how 
how deep sound can be, you know, also linked to the fact that the, that the monophonic music um, would mainly um, interact with rooms, with different rooms, with different acoustic, uh, acoustic situations, and through that be already polyphonic. And, uh, and then mm-hmm. polyphonic music would be much, in some way, much poorer than monophonic music because um, it doesn't deal with the real situations or real rooms <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that sense, looking for new sounds, I don't think that's the interesting thing. It will happen yeah. by itself. But mm-hmm. uh, the interesting thing will, will be or sh- um, should already be how to, um, I mean, how to deal with digital media and not not use digital media um, like um, um, like um, like analog media anymore like it would be um, like it would be a, a logical consequence because it's something completely different and um, and if you find a way to yeah that's hard to if you find a way to really interact with it mm-hmm. um, uh, and that means um, probably thinking more algorithmic, less um, time-based, mm-hmm. uh, then something can open up structure-wise or interaction-wise. But, uh, uh, um, and then out of that, um, there will also be um, aesthetic consequences and how this music will sound. But I think rather the structure will be much more important, how you approach, um, how you... Yeah, uh, that you think less se- sequential and rather um, um, algorithmic. Yes, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's very abstract. If I say it like that, right? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for example, you, you know, I, I always um, maybe I, I try to to find a link at the end. Um, I'm always mm-hmm. a bit a little um, disappointed that um, you know photography for example mm-hmm. um, that um, um that you think uh, that, that lots of people seem to think intuitively if there's um, higher resolution of a digital photograph so mm-hmm. uh, some million um, pixels it will be um, more objective than uh, with one pixel but that's not true at all because there's always algorithms in between who who um, translate an input to an output and they are always ideologically um, influenced so there's no uh, no objective um, layer to these uh, algorithms so a picture Mm -hmm. a digital photography with one pixel is always more objective than a digital photography with three billion pixels Mm -hmm. and and i think but but there seems to be still this intuitive approach that you if you um, if you think of a higher resolution, then it's more objective and that digital through, um, through numbers has something to do with objective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a misunderstanding. And, and this, this doesn't mean interaction with digital media. Interaction with digital media would, would mean that you accept that it's always ideological. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, uh, I don't know what that would mean, but then you could somehow start to take um, digital media serious and not just use it for something that you already imagined. And yeah. I, f- I feel in some abstract way, um, this will probably also be linked to the way of how music um, will be experienced or how produced music at least will be experienced and yeah. produced. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But would you say that analog is going to be always better than digital? No, analog is just no? very different. It's just very different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And 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 I feel that it, it still we use digital in a in a way that is too much related to analog, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's not it shouldn't be an imitation of uh, uh, what we could what we could do before, but just better because um, you you um, through um, uh, faster calculations you have more possibilities, but it should be thought about very differently and it will always be different it does it, somehow it doesn't make sense to compare analog and digital mm-hmm. i feel yeah and uh, yeah. whatever that means <laughs> what 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 type of music do you listen to what are some of the artists or bands that you're listening to right now that you could recommend us also maybe yeah what kind of um uh, uh, <laughs> Funny enough, I just um, you, you know I, I go to a lot of concerts with um, contemporary and uh, experimental music, but um, mm-hmm. but I I do not listen to that much uh, produced experimental music. Okay. I don't know somehow it, for me it's linked to a life experience, but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. It's that, that's right. so, yeah, I mean I don't know. Somehow it is linked <laughs> to it. So yeah. uh, the music I'm listening to is a lot um, of pop music, really produce music mm-hmm. so uh, i recently discovered fiona apple funny oh, fiona enough. apple yeah. Ma- yeah yes maybe uh, yeah. 20 30 been there years for a while no? yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. i remember but, uh, her from the 90s yeah yes she has exactly. this song then, uh, criminal uh, yes. yeah and uh, I, I didn't, I mean, I heard the name a lot, but, but I didn't really yeah. ever listen to it. But now I started to, uh, she, she um, yeah. was a, yeah. a, a record she brought out two years ago and it's really yeah. great. It's, it's good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. Have you been listening to it? Uh, no, I remember no, Fiona I, Apple from the 90s, like Across the Universe, yeah. I remember was was yeah, something that was quite cool. But, but it's very uh, different now. And it's, the yeah. production is very good. And it's mm-hmm. quite raw. You, it, it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different rooms. Um, you know, the, 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 um, she plays uh, around a lot with space, with different spaces, apparently, where she, she's recording in. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun. It, it just, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the, <laughs> the kind of answer you, you uh, expected, right? <laughs> I wasn't expected, Fiona Abel, for sure. Okay. But I like her too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about your music now before we uh, end the show today. Uh, you have a new, so you're 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 putting out singles right now, right? It's like uh, how often do you put these singles out now? Yeah, mm-hmm. but we put out uh, singles every two months since uh, February last year, mm-hmm. and um, so this will be the eighth or even ninth single. The ninth one single, and yes. Mm-hmm. In one and a half years, and then uh, um, every four singles, there's a physical EP released with the uh, four singles that were previously released. So every eight months, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a physical EP, and this will go on for at least um, eight more singles. So um, for sixteen more months, cool. and we already produced this music. Not all of it is finished yet, but uh, most of it. And then we'll see how we go on. If we focus on playing these songs live in different um, 
with different people or if we uh, will do something new. I don't know yet. But uh, yeah. for now, these singles are put out <laughs> continuously. Yeah. Kona Cole is the last one, right? I must say this right. That, that's yeah, the late, your was, latest CP. Right? Yeah, probably that's the latest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was released uh, last year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Kona uh, Cole is also really fun. We 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 played sometimes for um, forty minutes or so, um, because it's a, it's really a stage. You know, there's not um, there's um, there are no verses or choruses. It's just a one mood and you can yeah. play it forever yeah. uh, depending on, on who you're playing with. But th- that's quite fun to play it for a uh-huh. long, long time and to always uh-huh. get denser and louder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting like louder a little bit, you know, like hear some more yeah. guitar riffs and stuff. So how, how would you describe the direction you are taking with these singles? Uh, we, I guess we will get more experimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, Even the, more. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then yeah. It, you know, it, it was really um, our. Um, we really tried to produce pop music. <laughs> yeah, and, as we think about it, and then lots of people would react to it and say this has nothing to do with pop music, <laughs> but um, for us it has, nevertheless. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the longer we do it, the more um, there um, we have the desire to stretch the term. A little more, so um, I guess um, the longer it goes on, it will get more experimental and more open concerning the forms and the sounds. And, yeah, nice. Structures. Yeah, nice. And what part of Switzerland are you? Where exactly do you live? Uh, I live in Basel. You live in Basel. Is, okay. Yeah, you, you know, uh, it's yeah. just next to Germany and France. Uh, I lived and, in Germany twelve years, so I, I speak German. Uh, But ah, I've never, I never visited Switzerland for some reason. I don't know why. It was yeah, stupid but, enough, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> why, yeah. why should you? <laughs> but I can Deutsch. And where do you live? Uh, Bielefeld. In Bielefeld? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bielefeld is the city. <laughs> do you Bielefeld know? Bielefeld is the city. Sorry? Yeah, do you know? Have no, you heard no, of Bielefeld? Sorry. Yeah, but yeah. isn't Bielefeld a city um, that um, there's a myth that it doesn't even exist? That it actually don't exist. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had to deal with that all my life. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't exist for 12 years, uh, right? Yeah, for, for 12 years I, I disappeared, <laughs> right? And then I came back. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, Bielefeld, crazy. And uh, yeah. okay. And uh, and then uh, and when did you move? Uh, when did you move? I came back to so I I I finished high school in 2002 and then I moved to Germany and I came back here in 2013 and uh-huh. uh, and then I came to the Amazon region now I live in the jungle off the grid oh, yeah. and you <laughs> and you didn't live there before that was you didn't live in the jungle before Uh, no, no. But when I came back, no. I started coming here, um, helping out in some projects like animal rescue uh-huh. centers and stuff. So I kind of fall in love with the with the nature around yeah. here. And I decided to and live here. I found a job here and I, I thought this is a nice place to live. I love the weather and it's just really nice, you know, the whole... There are a lot of sounds, and, nature sounds. I, <laughs> I would also like to say, I, I, I make music myself too. 
So okay. I uh, I don't have quite the time right now, but I also hope to start experimenting with some uh, sounds from the sounds from Channel. the jungle for sure. <laughs> Which is um, much much more differentiated than uh, anything. Absolutely, yeah. It's a whole imagine. new world here. You know, it's uh, lots of things to discover. Um, but but you so, live yeah, there but for now, yeah. Uh, already since ten years, you said, right or not? Uh, yeah, so here I'm already like seven, seven, eight years. Oh, yeah. yeah, I am from Quito, the the, the capital city, <laughs> but I didn't like the big city life anymore. So, what I love about being here is, you know, it's a very simple life. You have a lot of time. I mean, I have a job because I have to pay bills and things, but mm -hmm. uh, but I do have a lot of time just to you know to sit down and think and uh, you know. To podcasting and things like that that I might not have had the time if I'd lived in Quito, for example, or in yeah. Hamburg or Berlin. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I love. Sounds and, great. Uh, <laughs> discovering the little bands. Uh, by the way, the, the so you, the 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 artwork for all your singles is mm -hmm. also wood, right? These pieces of wood. Yeah, that's also wood. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's, also yeah. wood. Yeah. yeah, and it's also linked to the colors of of the photo. You um described before in the you know with the, with all the play uh, uh -huh. with all the things that children play it's the same kind of colors <laughs> yeah that you would find a lot of in um, in these uh, shops yeah, it's pretty the, original no? like you just put that on every single and yeah and it looks good it, you don't you don't yeah, need yeah, to show your faces always and no because there is no single yeah. photo of you on instagram no no, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's something we also sometimes discuss about, but it's, I don't know, it, it, we just feel it's also linked to this identity thing. We just feel that, um, or we want to find a way where it, where it is really about the music and yeah. uh, not about us. And it's especially on Instagram and it, it just really quickly gets really dangerous that a, a face becomes more important. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So it, it, yeah. We, it, it's a tryout. Maybe we'll, we'll mm -hmm. change the concept. But I change. guess our faces will uh, will not appear there. They will remain <laughs> uh, uh, covered. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> So are you working on some theater projects too right now? Can you tell us what's coming up next, maybe? What is coming up there? Uh, there's yeah. a, um, I'm start, uh, starting rehearsing next week on a mm -hmm. long duration performance. Mm -hmm. it's, um, uh, we will perform first time in three weeks, probably. A two-hour version with uh, six musicians. And the, then the plan would be next year with uh, 12 musicians for five hours and in two years with uh, 50 musicians for 12 hours. So it, uh, should, it should grow in duration and the number of people yeah. who participate. Nice. And it's, yeah, it's a concept piece. I uh, programmed it and it's like, um, it's already running. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, uh, it sounds forever. And uh, sometimes when we do performances, it, it will appear in reality and then it will disappear again in virtuality. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sounds like a plan, you know? Sounds like yeah. uh, you're going to keep on doing that, right? 
Yeah, I guess. So if we if we are if we are in Basel, uh, what, what, what's a place to be there? What's your favorite venue or location? Uh, maybe that you have played at. Yeah, there are different. Um, it, it really depends on what you want to see. There yeah. are. Uh, um, I, I like the Caserne Basel very much. There, mm -hmm. they have a um, great um, music program and also great program for experiment, experimental theater and dance. It's a mm -hmm. it's a big institution for um, you know um, a free scene. How do you say that? You know, not um, it's for uh, free companies. You know, you know yeah. that are not linked to um, to specific institutions. Yeah. What was the name of it? A Caserne Basel. Oh. Mm -hmm. Caserne and Basel. Caserne Basel, and then there's uh, the Gare du Nord, which is uh, also which is. Um, mainly contemporary music. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite specialized uh, on that. So if you're into contemporary music, um, contemporary that's the place music. to be. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And then there's the Humbug, for example, or the Ausstellungsraum Klingenthal. Uh, actually, there's quite a few very nice places. Um, and, and this this concert series Schlägerei mit anschließender Diskussion is that uh, where does that take place? It's like in different places. Uh, yeah, it's in different places. It used it originated at the Offbar in Basel, which mm -hmm. would be um, a very small, smoky um, uh, place. Very, <laughs> yeah. I, I like those very, places. Yeah. So it's we we had a few in Bielefeld too. Quite a few in Bielefeld, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but for now, we're not doing any Schlägerei in, um, of this series, and, but it, it will appear again, I guess. But oh, it, it, okay. was, it mainly happened there, but also in different cities in Switzerland. And, and uh, um, someday it will expand to other countries, I guess. <laughs> awesome. So, Lucas, uh, it's been fun. Thanks for yeah, taking very the time much. To, to chat with me. Thanks uh, so to it's, you it's very much. Kind of a funny, it's kind of kind of a funny thing always to talk to people only on on because uh, I'm talking to my computer basically with mm -hmm. another part of the world. <laughs> so it's always kind it's of a, really a, a fun experiment too, right? Mm -hmm. Not to see our faces, just voice uh, with people you don't know actually, and then uh, eventually a nice discussion comes out, and sometimes. Uh, Uh, I've been doing this for a while already and I've discovered lots of bands with some of them we, we still keep in contact and I'm trying to make a festival here in the Amazon region with some of my guests so maybe someday wow. we'll come by and uh, play here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that would be really great. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, um, I have a very good friend in Brazil who, yeah. um, whom I wanted to visit for a long time so maybe... Uh, It will happen at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. Lucas, thanks so much. Thanks for, uh, very much to you. Yeah, I really like Pank. Do you have like a favorite one? Is that a good question? Is, is there, a, does no, artists have a favorite? Not, uh, no, no. It always depends on uh, yeah. if you're playing it live, if you're listening to it, in what uh, mood you're in. No, I, li I like them all. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. So, Lucas, Perfect. thanks so much. Um, thanks to you very much, Ivan. Bye. Uh, have a nice uh, day. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Good.